Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A true seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. I am so glad you have joined me for today's story. In our last episode, we left the Israelites as captives in Babylon. And who was the king who had taken them captive? If you said King Nebuchadnezzar, then you are correct. King Nebuchadnezzar's empire was very large. He conquered many lands, not just Israel. He grew more and more powerful by the day. And King Nebuchadnezzar had a strategy for building his empire. Do you want to know what his strategy was? King Nebuchadnezzar would look for the strongest, the smartest, the most skilled and talented young men from the nations he captured, and then he would bring them to work in his kingdom. This way, he grew his empire with strong and skilled young workers from all different nations serving under him. He would teach them the ways of Babylon in hopes that they would forget where they came from and come to be loyal and faithful servants of Babylon. This strategy worked on many people who were brought into the king's court and given a place in his kingdom. In this way, they truly did forget about where they came from and became a part of the Babylonian kingdom. This is how the Babylonian empire grew. The king forced his ways upon those he conquered. But King Nebuchadnezzar is soon going to find out there was one man who would not conform. There was one special man from Judah who would not blend in with the rest of the Babylonians. Do you want to know who this man was? Well, let's keep going to find out. When King Nebuchadnezzar took the Israelites from Judah captive, he ordered the chief of his court officials, Ashpenaz, to bring in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. So Ashpenaz went out to the Israelites who had been taken captive from Judah, and there he made his search. He searched throughout the Israelites looking for young men who had come from royal family lines, who were strong and smart and quick learners. And in his search, there he found a young man named Daniel. Daniel and his three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were chosen by Ashpenaz to be taken to the king's court. They would not live with the rest of the Israelites who had been taken captive. No, they were being brought for special service to the king of Babylon himself. Ashpenaz was to teach them the language and literature of Babylon. They were going to learn how to speak the Babylonian language and read all of the books in Babylon. The king assigned them a special diet of food where they were to eat a daily amount of meat and wine from the king's table. They were to have the best food offered to them. 
they were going to be trained for three years. And after all of their training, they would then be qualified to serve the king. You see, it would be three years of training them in the ways of Babylon to live like a Babylonian, to think like a Babylonian, and to forget where they had come from. They would even be given Babylonian names to try and cause them to forget who they were and from where they came. Do you want to hear what the new names were that were given to Daniel and his friends? Daniel was given the name Belteshazzar. Hananiah was given the name Shadrach. To Mishael was given the name Meshach, and to Azariah was given Abednego. Belteshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These were the Babylonian names given to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But King Nebuchadnezzar did not realize that when he chose Daniel, he was choosing a special young man, a man who had set apart in his heart to serve Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, no matter what. You see, Babylon was not like Israel. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were far from home, and they found themselves in a land that taught everything opposite to what God's word taught them. The Babylonians knew nothing of the Ten Commandments. They did not know about Yahweh, the one true and living God. They worshipped false gods and idols. It must have been very strange indeed for Daniel and his friends to find themselves in such a foreign land. But Daniel resolved in his heart not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. What does it mean to defile oneself, you ask? Well, to defile means to make oneself unclean, to become unclean. You see, God had given the Israelites special laws in his word that they were not to eat meat that had been served to idols. And most likely the meat that Daniel and his friends were being offered was meat that had been served to the Babylonian idols. Daniel knew that since he was being taken to train and work under the king, that he would be required to eat meat that God had forbidden the Israelites to eat. But Daniel would remain faithful to his God. Daniel would not compromise. He had a deep love for God's word and his truth. God's law and his words had been taught to Daniel from the time he was a young boy. He truly desired to serve the Lord and please him and obey him with his whole heart. So Daniel did something brave, something very courageous. What was it, you ask? Daniel asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. He asked the chief official to not be served the meat and the wine. What would happen? Would he be killed? He did not know. He only knew he had to be faithful to his God, Yahweh. Now, because Daniel had determined in his heart not to defile himself, God did something so wonderful for Daniel and his friends. God gave favor to them. This means that God caused the chief official to have compassion for Daniel 
and to show sympathy to him. This means he really liked Daniel and realized there was something different about him. But he said to Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king who has assigned your food and drink. He is requiring that you eat and drink this. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age if you do not eat? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please, test your servant for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see at the end of the ten days. So the chief agreed to this and tested them for ten days by only giving them vegetables to eat and water to drink. And do you know what happened? Instead of getting weaker, at the end of the ten days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food of meat and the wine that they were supposed to drink and gave them vegetables and water instead. Now listen to what else happened to Daniel and his three friends. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them in, the chief official officially presented them to King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar sat down and talked with Daniel and his friends, and he found none equal to Daniel Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And so they entered the king's service. Now you might be thinking, wait, they have to stay in the land of Babylon? God is not going to release them and let them go back to Israel, go back to their homeland? Friends, God had a plan for Daniel and his friends in this place that they did not fully understand yet. And as you and I will see, God is going to use Daniel and his friends in this place, in this foreign place where idols are worshipped and all kinds of evil is done. God is going to use Daniel and his three friends to be a light, to be a testimony to the power of God, of Yahweh, the one true and living God. You see, God gave Daniel and his friends so much wisdom and so much understanding that when the king would ask them questions, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters and wise men in his whole kingdom. Dear True Seekers, what truth did you learn as you were listening to today's story? I love the story of Daniel because it encourages me to hold fast to my faith in God when the world around me would try to change me. You see, Daniel and his three friends could have easily just taken the food and wine that was given to them and nothing would have happened except they would have become more accustomed to the ways of Babylon and they would have slowly began to let go of the way of the Lord. My favorite part of the story is when Daniel made the decision in his heart when he first arrived in Babylon that he would not disobey God. He resolved 
in his heart that he would not defile himself in this foreign land. Do you know what it means to be resolved? It means to be firm, to be steadfast. It means that when you make your mind up about something, you are not going to change your mind. Daniel made up his mind that he would be faithful to God, that he would obey God even when everyone else around him was trying to force him to forget where he came from. Daniel could have been afraid to speak up. He could have been afraid of what might happen to him, but his loyalty to God was greater than any fear he might have faced. Because Daniel and his friends were faithful to God, God prospered them in a foreign land. God gave them favor. Do you remember Ezekiel's vision from our last episode? Didn't we learn that God's presence is movable and his presence moved with the Israelites when they went into exile to Babylon? Well, here we see God's presence was with Daniel and his friends. God caused them to become healthier and wiser than all the other young men the king had brought to his court. Daniel and his friends stood out above the others in the end because they were not afraid to obey God. Because they knew God, Yahweh, was with them. And they knew that serving God was better than anything that might happen to them in this foreign land. Daniel could have felt sorry for himself and cried out and said, God, why me? Why am I here? Why have you done this to me? He could have moped around and threw a fit and told God he would never serve him again. I'm sure Daniel was separated from his family and loved ones, and it probably wasn't easy. But he chose to be strong and brave and trust God anyway. Daniel chose to stand victoriously and courageously in the midst of suffering and uncertainty. Do you know that Daniel ended up staying and living in Babylon for over 60 years? That's right. It's a long time to be faithful and trust God. You might find yourself in a place like Daniel where it seems like everyone around you is following the ways of Babylon. It might seem like the world is trying to cause you to forget that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and to forget that you are a child of God or to forget that you have been forgiven of your sins or to forget that you have the righteousness and holiness of Jesus or to forget that God's spirit lives inside of you. The world wants you to forget these things. That's why there are so many distractions, distractions on the TV, the internet, our phones. So many things can keep us away from God and his word. But that's why I'm glad you're here with me today, friends. The more you learn about people like Daniel in the Bible, the more you will be reminded of who you are and who God says you are. Don't let the enemy cause you to forget. Hold fast to the truth you are learning. Keep it deep and hidden in your hearts, just like Daniel did, so that when times get hard, you won't forget that God is with you, He is for you, and He is faithful. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in the book of Daniel, chapter 1. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, sometimes I look around and it seems like we are living in our own Babylon. I see people who don't serve you, who don't love you, who don't know you. I see people serving false gods of money, fame, popularity, and so many other things that will never make them truly happy. You are the one who gives life. 
You give meaning and purpose. You call us by name. You make us your children. You save us from darkness and evil to a life of hope and salvation. Help us to be like Daniel when everything around us is trying to get us to forget that we are yours. Remind us by your word and your Holy Spirit living inside of us that we are yours. Give us courage and strength to stand for you and stand on your word. Give us courage to obey you when it seems like no one else is. Thank you that you see us, you notice us, you are with us, and you are with those who follow and serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I have a couple more reviews to read out to you guys. This review says, I love the True Seekers podcast so much because it's so good. Love, Wilson. Thank you, Wilson, for that review. I appreciate it. This next review says, we live in Indiana and we love to listen to your lessons from the Bible, which you make so easy to understand. Your voice is calming and peaceful. Keep up the good work. From Trent, Clara, and Tyler. Thank you, Trent, Clara, and Tyler. I'm so happy that you're listening and that you love the podcast. Thank you for that encouragement. This is from Faye Purvis. She says, I really love your podcast. I think they are great. I really like the one where Joseph came out of jail and when Joseph met his brother again. And I just really wanted you to know that I love your podcast. And my brother, Micah, says hi too. Thank you, Faye and Micah. And I just wanted to share this sweet note from Genevieve Gorgas, who says, hello, my two little boys wanted me to email you to tell you that we really enjoy listening to your stories every morning when we wake up. When we listen to the episode titled, The Lord is My Banner, my six-year-old said, hey, that is like the song, His Banner Over Me is Love. Thanks again for making these stories. We really look forward to it every day. Well, I love that he made that connection because I love that song. So thank you for sharing that sweet story with me. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget that there are um, activity guides that go with each of the podcast episodes over on my Patreon account. That's Sherilyn R. Grant. Oops, sorry. Patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. That's patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to our time together next week.